started, I was going to pop what? up first. <laughs> what the? I told you. So this is it, guys. This is the new face of True Christian Ministry Podcast, 10 Asia in the flesh. So what's up? We surprised everybody tonight by being not only on time, but being early. So let's, let's say thanks to uh, our sister over here for uh, bringing the noise. <laughs> It was definitely me. And I told Michael that whenever I started this podcast today, I was going to say, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your girl, T, followed by the man, JD. I'm just kidding. I was going to have a whole like intro and everything, but I wasn't fully, fully prepared. Yeah. Well, the main thing is, is we, we're, we're tired of the late comings of Mr. Pagano. So we've, we've called in reinforcements so that the podcast can start on time. So it's good to see all the faces. The regulars are in the chat. What's up? How are you all doing tonight? We're going to be discussing regeneration and faith, which is a fundamental for Christian belief or Christianity as a whole. What does it mean to be regened by the Holy Spirit? And what is faith? So we're going to go through that tonight. And uh, hopefully hopefully, Mark makes an appearance. We don't know. This this. this. All depends on how on how well Corbin goes to bed, I suppose. This is true. <laughs> and on the votes of the crowd, of course. So if you want me to stay here the whole night, you just drop in the comments, we want tea, we want tea. <laughs> and then we'll just go with that from here on out. <laughs> yeah, we want tea, not coffee. So there, there we go. We've got we've got 10 Asia in the house. How's everybody doing? I see all the comments. I saw everybody was surprised. We we knew people would be surprised, but there was some some applause even. Yeah, we we're like, what a nice surprise! <laughs> so, so this is this is the new face, guys. This is a new face. If you've got any questions for uh, Mrs. T over here, then uh, if it's a workout question, save it for her laugh. If it's a biblical question, check at the check at the comments. We want tea. We want tea. We want tea. We want tea. 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 I'm winning. <laughs> Mike's been voted off the island, man. Mike has been voted off the island. I've always told <laughs> him that up, I was winning in Survivor, so yeah, totally my game. I could I could believe that because um, I can't do your workouts when I try and tag along. Um, I'm too badly out of shape to even survive. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh so for those of you who are new here and this is your first time here, this is this is our, our lovely sister in Christ, Mark's beautiful wife, and uh she's got a uh TikTok handle um as well, and she's she's quite new to TikTok, but uh, hop on over and go give her a follow. She does workouts twice a day. Um, I think it is twice a day, huh? Hey? Once well, on. once on Tuesday mornings and once on Thursday uh, evenings, depending on what time zone you're in, but that's the, the gist of it. Um, and it's it's the information is listed in my profile. Um, I don't want to take us too far off topic. Thanks for my plug, though, but I don't want to overrule uh, the Bible study or podcast that y'all are going to be talking about yeah. tonight. So, yeah, what what let's 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 start off with this. What what would you in and because we got a lot of we got a lot of female, we got a lot of women in the chat, we got a lot of sisters in Christ who follow this podcast. What would you say is 
your regeneration story or oh. what would you what would you comment on regeneration and how wow. important that is well i i mean it's definitely one of our core um christian principles and beliefs right i don't think that i have as miraculous of a regeneration story as other people uh might have we were actually just talking about this in uh bible study tonight at our at our local church and thinking about you know my testimony and when i felt like i was reborn in the faith after fully accepting christ into my life um and was a little bit more timid about sharing that story because I never felt like it was big enough. Like we always think it's, it has to be this big moment. We were down in the dumps. We were sinners and God pulled us out of something that was so, so terrible. Um, and we, we gave our life over to Christ and we're born again, whether that be through baptism or starting with, you know, the public profession of faith. Um, so I don't think that I had, I can pinpoint a time in my life when that specifically happened, aside from whenever I was baptized as a kid, when I came to that decision on my own. Um, but fully understand that being born again, understanding that we were first separated from God, we made a decision, um, to make him the Lord of our life and that we are reborn. Um, definitely believe that, 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 that is a fundamental spiritual belief. Amen, man. Amen. And like, when you know, you know, right? It's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's not, it's not. And this is, this is kind of the, the hardest part about being a Christian is explaining regeneration to the un, unregenerated. Um, you know, we get the sky daddy claims and the, you following this God, what makes your God true and all the other religions false and, and mm-hmm. and this is this is something that we we all battle with as Christians is how do you put into words what because we know experience in itself um and testimony in itself isn't enough to to persuade someone or convince someone that that Jesus Christ is the only way so um i love listening to people's testimonies especially and and it, and it doesn't matter how small the testimony is uh, or how massive it is, but the moment Jesus Christ regenes you with his Holy Spirit, your thinking changes. It's not, it's not like, okay, now I'm going to start thinking differently because of what's happened. That comes naturally. Um, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Your thinking becomes Christ-minded. You you become Christ-like and you start thinking Christ-minded because um, things that once attracted you in the flesh now repulse you. And even more so, so like what you, you're a mom, you're a mom. What would you say the um, hardest part of, of, of living a biblical life in front of your children? Like you've, you've had this question asked in many different ways, but how does the regeneration affect motherhood? How, how does this change your way of, of raising your children publicly to just raising your children to be moral soldiers? If I could put yeah, it that way. I think, I think that first, um, 
of course, whenever we have kids, we automatically recognize that our life isn't just about us anymore. Now we have to take our, our kids' lives into account. Um, and even more as a Christian, we have to take our kids' salvation into account and making sure that we're leading them in the right direction so that they can begin to make that choice for themselves as they get older. Um, I think that the biggest struggle for me is being able to accurately communicate why it is that something repulses us so much or why something doesn't align with our morals, our beliefs, and our values so much to a kid who sees everything that's going on in the world and what their friends are doing and what everybody else sees as cool um, and understanding that while we're in the world, we're not necessarily a part of the world and things aren't always going to be perfect, but we have to make sure that we're filtering everything through uh, our Christ-like mindset and not filtering everything through what the world wants us to filter it through, if that makes Man. sense. Yeah, that's so good. And, and, and that just reminds me of something because like you can, you can ultimately do and teach your kids everything that, there is biblical to teach them, but you still got to release them into the world. Yeah. And, 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 and this is, this is where that, that true impact of, you know, what do they say? Monkey see monkey do children don't mm -hmm. listen to what you tell them. Children respond to what they see you doing. And if they see you acting in accordance with what you're preaching, um, then we see children following in line or following in step. So, yeah again like when it comes to when it comes to biblical parenting it's it's way more than just reading the bible to your kids um I, i've said this so many times but um and to all the moms out there all the moms who are who are raising kids in this very dark world um um again let's there's there's such a fine line of of becoming a legalistic parent of um not allowing grace because that's what we do. We, we, we kind of don't allow grace um, in situations where we should allow grace because of the grace we have received. Mm -hmm. So it's a fine line. You don't become this legalistic Bible bashing parent where you hurt your children with the Bible, but actually make them understand God's word the way you understand God's word because of what it's done to you in terms of regenerate you. So, man. Good, good advice. Good advice. Thank I'm you. gonna leave on a good note. Well, I'm not ready. <laughs> I mean, I think that was some good advice and information right there. And so, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and bring up my uh, special guest, my co-host <laughs> here, um, the man of the hour that you all have all, all have been waiting to see alongside JD. <laughs> <laughs> to give you some real uh biblical truth with JD. Oh, she's setting me up for failure. Uh hopefully he doesn't completely bomb tonight cuz otherwise I just set y'all up and I'm sorry about it, but here he is. I don't know how to turn on the horns, but oh, they said we want tea. I can't go anywhere. Never mind. I'm going to let him finish, but I'm just joking. Here he is. <laughs> I know you didn't even say bye to them. We, I usually don't go live for at least two more minutes, though, so we can go off camera and just play some music or something. Thank you, JD. All right, hold on. 
The show hasn't even started yet. Y'all thought the show started? No, I haven't even I haven't even went live on TikTok yet. To be honest with you, I wasn't even aware that this was happening. Um, my wife asked yeah. me to go do something, and I wondered why I was locked in the garage for 25 minutes. <laughs> You're getting the We One T. The We One T Club is back in the chat. Yeah, she said that. Uh, I was listening, and I said, she's going to regret that because they're going to ask, and now she has to be the one to leave. Like They're going to say it. <laughs> I don't know what you thought you was about to do there. <laughs> That's why I commented saying she's just setting y'all up for failure because y'all gonna think she's gonna stay. And and, and by the way, now that I'm back, both. I saw all of you. I saw all of you. Just know that. <laughs> like, it's, it's real deep, guys. It wasn't even like a, is Mike okay? It was like, yay. <laughs> oh, what's yeah, wrong? Is Mike, is Mike in the hospital? Why would you be doing this? No, it's like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Hmm. It's, it's, it's exactly the same when Diane makes like a brief appearance on a live while I'm on TikTok. Everybody's like, oh, bring back JD's wife. <laughs> see, here's the like, truth yo. about it, though. And, and we're fine doing this. You see, Jesus's glory is is not something he worries about. He wants his church to go flourish. Likewise, the reason you guys love our wives so much is because the glow that they, they have is due to our love. Like, so they need us to be as incredible as they are, but because of us making them so incredible, we will always play the shadow and we cool with that. But that yeah. glow is only there because, you know, because we, we put the glow there. There's a reason facts. that glow is there. You know what I'm saying? Facts. <laughs> Spitting facts now. Now, now, Jordan's now, like, now mm -hmm, we she know. She know Justin put a glow on her. Yeah. We're all about facts on this channel. This, 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 not, this, this is facts. X101. We we not uh yeah. not selling your lives. Not to mention I know how to do this. <laughs> uh thank you to I've seen a few people uh drop drop donations. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh God is good. Um thank you for supporting this ministry. Again, um Thank you to my sister T for hopping on and saying your say, and uh, we appreciate you and we love you. Uh, no, but we on love a serious you for off our oh, brother. Yeah, I'm there back he goes. I'm already He's cutting him off. Back, back again, back again. JD got to speak without being cut off with my wife. I was just going to say, on a serious note, my wife did step up to help because on Wednesdays, the reason we're late is my fault. I'm always running behind on Wednesdays, and she was willing to uh, uh, hold it down for us, but. Let me stop cutting off JD. I was watching it like cut him off. Just cut him off so it looks like it's hard to do. Maybe it's just I I cut people off because I'm a talker. <laughs> it's all good. Like I've 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 preempted the the cutoffs, so I expect them. Um, and when they're not there, then it it, it kind of makes the show weird. So continue to do that because people <laughs> have come to expect <laughs> a check. See, I'm used to having a real conversation with people. And in those, you kind of, you know what I mean? Active listening and active responding, right? Uh, matter of fact, as a little side note, my wife gets frustrated because I do it to her while she's talking to me. And then I'll say to her, like, I'm actively listening. I'm trying to show you that by being in communication. Sometimes it's like, yeah, but just shut up sometimes. And I get that. Yeah. I talk a little too much. But I'm just trying to show you yesterday. I mean, on Monday's episode, what happened when I got real silent? JD was like, what do you think, Mike? Uh, uh, we talked about yeah, something. man. I gotta be either yeah, all in or all out. Uh, there's no middle ground with Mike. Is yeah, there, absolutely. You know? But 
But no, nonetheless, we, we, we're happy to be back. We're good to see you all here. Fundamentals of the Faith Part 1. And we'll be doing a series where we go through the fundamentals of Christianity, Christian faith. Um, and as always, guys, please like and subscribe. Please share the video with your friends. Um, and I've had some really, really good feedback over the last few weeks about the podcast and how many people have changed. I've even seen some people that have uh, come out and, and complimented and, and thanked for exposing false prophets and um, putting them to bed with their lies. So praise Jesus that the work of the Holy Spirit continues to be done on this page. Um, and again, here's the first question for Mike. Does regenera regeneration precede faith? Oh, you are so dirty for that one. You are an absolutely dirty man for asking that question because I all day have been stressed about that question because we have to discuss it. And you're dirty for opening with that. Like, absolutely. In fact, I reject it. We cannot go there yet because there's going to be there's going to be some we got to cover some ground. But <laughs> um, hold on one second. Let me just talk to which is really weird. So. Even though I'm live on TikTok, I only have seven people watching that. That's how you know TikTok has really been throttling me. But we are live for the yeah. podcast, by the way. If you guys want to watch, we got a bunch of people over here on YouTube. Come hang out. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that's so dead over there. But um, no, before we talk about that, real quick, you said something. And I wanted to share the message that I sent you without saying who sent it. But um, I shared something with JD. I don't know if he he did. He reacted to it. And it was a screenshot of someone saying, friend, I'm back. You were right about the prof prophecy lady uh, emoji with like a heart. Thank you, brother. You handled that with grace. And I looked at the profile picture and I remembered this person as someone I went back and forth with during the whole celestial thing. And it got ugly. And it was one of those people that were just like, you know, they were following and then they got real upset um, and emotional and it got personal. And all I kept saying is like, all right. I'm telling you guys, and eventually people see the truth, right? And so I applauded her for coming and saying that in a comment because it's there for everybody to see. It's not like she did it privately. She put it out there, and that was a humble moment to come because we don't see this online, as many of you know from the people I deal with. There are people that straight up – I mean, I've seen the opposite where someone will say, hey, um, if I show you the evidence that you're lying about Mike, would you accept it as wrong? I'm like, well, I know I'm not wrong. So that's what normally what people are online, right? And, and we all fall into it sometimes. This person legit was like, you know, hey, I, I was I was wrong. And I, and I love that. I think that we really need to be able to embrace things like that, even if we have to come back a little bit to it. So I just wanted to throw it out there. But to what JD said, so yeah, so dirty for this. Can we, JD, can we define the, can we define terms first? <laughs> Can we define these words before we talk about which I, one I comes just, first? I just had to, you know, we get we get these these constant accusations of 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 you know being a certain click or clack. So so I had to say, you know, first yeah, and I, foremost, does regeneration precede faith, man? Does regeneration? This is the, this is a question that plagues us. And let, uh, and let well, me tell it you something. The Christian community. Yeah. That's what I meant by us. You know, it's oh, yeah. uh, it's it's a it's a question that no matter how well we read our Bibles or well how well we understand our Bibles, this is a subject that has brothers and sisters in Christ divided. 
Were you yes. called first? Were you? Did you respond to a I call? Were you predestined to be called? Uh, were you, you know always what? going to respond to the call? Uh, I mean, it's. I'm in the mood to give people clickbait tonight. I'm in the mood for it. People going to clip me. Let's talk about it. Let's be transparent about what we don't understand and don't know. So for the answer, I'm going to answer it. Then we're going to go define it. Then we're going to discuss it. And then we're going to come back, come back to it. My answer is, I, I don't know. People always talk about Mike. You always think you know everything. Ready? I'm going to say this. People can mock me if they want. Does faith, which one comes first? first faith or regeneration? I don't know. And now people are going to jump up and say, look, I told you he was a Calvinist because they believe that. Right. And, and in their mind, it should be simple to say, no, it doesn't. However, let's define these terms. Faith is the word trust, trust in the Lord. Right. We put our faith in the Lord. Regeneration is when God takes you from being dead in your sins and gives you life to where you actually pursue him and you want him. And he starts changing who you are. Romans 8. You who he knew, pre, uh, preordained, uh, predetermined to conform you to the image of the son, right? So here's the question. Did God regenerate us first or did we have faith first? Now, we all want to say I had faith first, but here's the problem. I don't know about you, but if I look at my life, God was working before I ever even thought about him. And I know too many people that when they look at their life, it wasn't like one day I said suddenly, I want God and like everything changed for me because I wanted God. No, it was more like God was pulling and pulling and pulling. And then finally I came to him and therefore I can't precisely say who started first because at the end of the day, I can't deny the truth uh, of the fact that I began to, to return to him. Uh, someone mm -hmm. said, can you define regeneration? I don't know if you heard it the first time, yeah. but I'll define it again. It is so. Some people might say it's when the Holy Spirit comes into you and 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 changes you, right? However, that's sanctification. Regeneration is giving life to your dead spirit, right? So you are yes. spiritually dead. This is what the scripture says, whether yes. people like it or not. One, three, three. And yeah. a dead man in his sins will not go to God. Romans 8, it literally says the mindset on the Amen. flesh. Let me open up the scriptures because there are some people that are visual learners. Like here's the truth people have to get, get to. Romans 8. It says that the mindset uh, for the mindset on the flesh is death, but the, the, to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace for the mm -hmm. mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Mm -hmm. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So I have to ask myself yeah. if I was in my flesh dead to my sins. Did. That man who cannot submit to God's law and cannot uh, uh, and my and that's hostile to God that cannot please God did he say I believe or did God start tugging on the heart? Mm. It, it is God tugging first. And again, I'm not saying mm. I know the answer. I'm saying I don't know because there's a lot in Scripture that can show me either way, and that's the tough part that for me. In fact, some people might mm. ask this question. Um, JD, I, I, I've asked you this privately. Remember this one yeah, yeah. is faith is faith a gift and does G, and does God give it to you before you come to him or after? Because the Bible says what? That faith is a gift. So the question yeah. is, did God give you saving faith or do you come to him with saving faith? And did he give you faith on top of that?
Yeah. And, and and this is this is where this is where the question goes. And and we can go down, and this is why it's a, it's an entire episode dedicated to regeneration of faith. Um I, I said sanctification, and Mike said, no, let's let's start with regeneration and faith. But here we go, because sanctification does follow this very first step. So when yeah, we look right at it, Paul it. says what? Yeah. yeah, what does Paul say? God has given unto every single man a measure of faith. What does he also write? He says, for it's God's desire for all men to come to the knowledge of the truth and to be saved. So, so how, if God desires for all men to be saved, if God desires for every single person to be saved, and God has given unto every single man a measure of faith, then God is responsible for the regeneration that happens within every single believer. We know this. So again, just to redefine what Mark's defined, regeneration is, is the act of God being spiritually dead and becoming spiritually alive. Um, you know, this is the act of becoming a new creature in Christ, uh, born again. Um, as we see this conversation between Jesus Christ and Nicodemus that transpires in John chapter 3, we, we see the explanation of what needs to take place in order for someone to inherit the kingdom of God. So when we, when we get questions like one in the chat now from our sister Leah, yeah, so regeneration can happen to those who aren't thinking about coming to God, like believes in something but is unsure. We cannot answer that question. Um, and the only way we could answer that question unequivocally would be to be puffed up with, with our own knowledge and our own Absolutely. pride. We cannot say, so yes, here's what I'm trying to say. Mark and I cannot sit on this live and go, okay, because we've got 93 viewers, by that fact, nine people will be saved on this live tonight. Um, we can't predetermine who does and who doesn't come to Christ. Um, and that's why we preach. Um, that's why we preach the gospel. So that the those who are seeking. Um, yeah, can we just God will fact, then, JD, can we just nip some of these things in the bud before anybody watching this falls into these lies that JD's kind of yeah. prefacing yeah. to defend? Because he shouldn't have to say yeah. this, because here's the nonsense. We're having adult conversations over here. We're not saying, like, oh, well. If God chose it all, do you still evangelize? Yes, because I'm not God and I'm not outside of yeah. time and I don't know yeah. what's been laid forward. Like, and all these Thank different you. questions, like we're, we're talking about what the Bible says here. And, and, and that's what we need to stop even thinking that we can challenge God on who he is. Because yeah, like JD pointed out, faith is a gift. And then look, Acts 11, what does it say? When they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God saying, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance. What does 2 Timothy say? It says, yeah, uh, correct them say. in gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, right? So, and then yeah. Ephesians 2 yeah. says what? For by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, right? So these things all go. come from God first and we can't, we can't skip past that. And that's an important thing to understand. That's what me and JD have been trying to tell people for a year of how important mm. it is to understand God's role in your salvation. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think this is one of the, the biggest battles we face with some of the questions we receive on emails and in the comment sections is, is this, this part of the fundamental of being a Christian, regeneration and faith. This is one of the most misunderstood topics um, within Christendom today, 
Um, we see it all the time. Mike and I can have conversations off air about some of the comments we see or some of the clapbacks we hear. Um, and people think they're they're making a point, but they're not making a point because all you're doing is, is you're reading your own presuppositions into the text. You've already presupposed this to be the case. So because you've already presupposed this, this is what it has to mean. Um, when we know that everything written in the Bible is inspired and breathed out by God. We know that every single bit of scripture is for our edification, our exhortation, for rebuking, for correction, to make the man of God perfect. So again, this is the same thing. We'll get we'll get caught up when we speak about work. But here's what we what we're actually doing is, is we're saying you are sanctified the moment you are saved, but you are also being sanctified. You are justified but you are also being justified. You are saved, but you are also being saved. This is why Paul says things like, and he uses, this is where we have to look at the text and be, be honest and use biblical hermeneutics when extracting it. Paul says, oh, wretched man that I am, oh, body of death, who will deliver me from this? He's putting emphasis, again, we go to Romans and we see he's putting emphasis on the fact that this has happened, and is happening, and while I'm in the flesh, while I'm in the flesh, these are the consequences of the flesh. And this is why Paul didn't run around preaching sinless perfection, because it's a lie from the pit of hell. So, um, again, when it comes to, once you have been regened, once you have been regened by the Holy Spirit, um, and then this is kind of what I opened up with with, uh, with Tenasia, is your thinking changes not because you have been, your thinking changes not because you are now changing your thinking. Your thinking is being changed by the Holy Spirit's conviction. Amen. That's the difference. Well, yeah, and we've used this illusion before that God is changing the inner man of who you are, which makes you want him. It makes you crave him because you in your flesh, you never craved him. You never wanted him. You ran away from him. Like no matter what, we know that the man of God does not want, not the man of God, the man in his own flesh does not want God. And I don't want to sit here because honestly, we we just want you to have an understanding of these things and these conversations. And, and this is one that there's not going to be an end of or else we would be in uh, uh, very important books because we figured something out that a lot of Christians have been fighting with for a, a while. In fact, I see a lot of your comments asking certain questions that if you're listening, we wouldn't answer them. Right. I see some of you guys pondering with us and you're like, am I saying this right? And I'm like, well, I don't know, because what we're telling you right now is that we don't have the audacity to speak as if we do understand this. Here's Amen. the biblical truths of the thing of the matter, whether you like this or not, that God must call you. Jesus says it in John six, like it does. Jesus's words not mean enough to us where he says, no one will come to me unless the father draws them. We can reject everything else that people say, and we don't have to take what that means from anybody, but regardless, Jesus said it. And we have to approach that saying, our Lord said it, and he doesn't lie. Can't lie, mm. won't lie. Mm. And then he says, mm. everyone that comes to me, I will not lose. Okay, so then we either have to say that we're not part of that and that God saves another group also that's not drawn to him. So this is the only way you could, you could, you could keep this idea while keeping that alive is if you said, well, that's a group of his, of his 
uh, people, but anyone can also come on their own freedom. These ones will come, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's the only way you can get out of that, but you can't reject it. You cannot reject the fact that nobody has this calling and that it's all, oh, everybody's always been like, well, you know, I just want Jesus today. I'm going to give Jesus a try. And, and I want to yeah. just, I'm not going to, I don't like being that guy, but let's go to Romans 9 for one moment. And we're not going to go to where you think we're going to go. I just want you to read one spot. Verse 10. And not only so, but also when Rebecca had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not born yet and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was mm. told the older will serve the younger as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. And a lot of people hate this verse because they don't know how to approach it. So what they do is they try to dismiss it and they shoot it down. They say, oh, it does. It, it, they're talking about a people group there. No, they're not. No, they're not because they talk about Pharaoh. They talk about all types of stuff. At the end of the day, again, we, me and JD aren't saying that man doesn't have choice. We believe you're on that side. We believe that man has been given choice. What we're doing is we're saying we're not about to step in the middle and say, I can bridge the gap between choice and sovereignty because we don't know <laughs> enough. Because Thank you. this right here said before he was born, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. So, you know, it's not because of what he does. It's because I made this decision, because I said so, because my Messiah will come, because mm -hmm. I will save, and nobody will turn back what I do. In fact, the scriptures, Isaiah, it says, I work and who can turn it back? Nobody can turn back what he does. Even that good work in you, Philippians 1. So regeneration, at least this is what we believe. Some doctrines might not believe this, but, and actually I can tell you doctrines that don't believe it, but we believe that regeneration happens with faith. But, J.D., is it safe to say you would agree? We we will not lock down which one technically comes first, but we would say that they come together. Um, and, I think and how that, that actually that's works. exactly it. That's, yeah. that's so brilliantly, brilliantly said. And, I, and, and, and this is – I just want to preface this. I've seen this, right? Yeah. TikTok theologians, right? So you mm -hmm. you follow a, a creator, you watch a certain bunch of yeah, creators, you go to their lives, you see their comments, you listen to the, how they refute a certain section in the Bible. I've got absolutely no problem with with anyone agreeing with the stuff that that Mike and I say. But please, again, go back and read your Bibles. Go back into your Bibles and do your own study because this is something that, like last night while I was preparing for tonight's podcast this morning my time you know i was just like I was, I was just praying and i was talking to god and 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 i was just reminded that mike and i are two brothers sitting here having a conversation biblical conversations and and we appreciate the people that get edified by this and and that grow and learn by these conversations but mike and i are still fallible human beings and we don't have it all figured out so um i've seen People go to other lives and they all use things Micah said or I said as as fact. Um, and bam, that's 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 what it means. Um, and that's fine if you can defend it biblically. And that's all I'm trying to say. If you can defend it biblically, if you've gone and you've checked up on 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 the things we have said and you can verify what we have said to be true. Because again, um, it's not our intention. To, to mislead anyone. It's not our intention to be wrong about things. It's not our intention to uh, trip anyone up. Um, 
but the reminder that we are still fallible human beings and we will still make mistakes here and there. Um, it's imperative that you guys go back to the Bible and, and check everything we say. And on that note, exactly what Mike said there, that's exactly what I was going to say. And I'm so glad that we're like-minded on so many levels. God has truly blessed me with my brother in Christ over here, but it's a, it's a hand in hand thing. It's, it's, it's like, it's, I was going to say, can you get married without a wife? You know, can you claim to be married if you are single? It's 2024, brother. Dennis Rodman did that, I think, about 10 years ago. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and 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 ultimately, we, we see that that's the, the way of the world. But we know the truth. So, Mike couldn't really be the husband of Tenasia if there was no Tenasia. I couldn't really be the husband of Diane if she didn't exist. So, again, beautifully said, these two come together. They come together hand in hand and they work together. And we are absolutely foolish if we think we can put a, pa a, a patent on, on the sovereignty of God. Like, hey, I've got sovereign, you know, I've got the sovereign God of the Bible down pat. I've, I've got his ways figured out. Then that would make a, the prophet Isaiah a liar as well, where he said God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, we yeah. don't know, um, you know, and this is why David says in Psalm 119 that the word is a lamp to his feet and a light to his path. So ultimately, God has given us the, the utensils and the tools we need once we have been regened that the faith we have in the gospel will increase as we are being sanctified, as we are being justified. As we are going through the various trials and tribulations of life, you will grow in your faith um, unless you're not actually saved. I mean, this is a tough one, bro. Like, I want to get your opinion on this one. So we we see all of these these deconstructing Christians, right, on on TikTok, and used to be uh, used to be some of them claim that they were in ministry for many years, whatever the case may be. Now they're deconstructing their I faith. I feel so because... bad for the people that they interacted with in ministry because that means they were with somebody's kids most likely because a lot of them yeah. are young, so they probably were in youth ministry. So let that be a little interjection while JD continues his point. A lot of these deconstructionists were in ministry and a lot were in youth ministry because they're all a lot young. And they were there with the mindset they have that leads them to where they're at. So think about that. If you think just enough, your ch your child is fine if he gets his little time at church. My bad, yeah. JD. Go ahead. I digress. No, that's, 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 a, that's, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So we, we and, 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 and my wife is actually sometimes, you know, when I speak to people and I ask them questions, like if you're going to be teaching my kids um, about anything biblical, then you should be able to teach me. Because if you can't teach me something, like how are you going to teach my kids something? Um, and this is just about asking fundamental, fundamental questions about the faith. How are we saved? You'll be surprised if you go to some churches and you ask them, how am I saved? And they actually are stumped by the question because churches become like, a, you know, like an event, like a... Yeah. Let's have some fun. Let's play some drums. Let's get some music going. And and ultimately, it's very, very little Bible um, and a lot of the world. And we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. But I'll, anyway, let me make my point. 
if if these people can deconstruct, it's 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 fair to say that they were never regened. That's it. Thought I was smooth with it, but I messed it up. Um, all right, yeah. So let's let's just really quickly wrap that up so we can really cover this part and and, and talk about why this was a discussion before we roll into things. So regeneration. And, and here's the image I want to use. Some of you have heard this before, and you know I love I love this image. It's not my own. I don't pretend that it is, but I heard it once. But I want you to look at this image as a room with a fruit basket and a dead carcass. And if you put a rabbit in that room, the rabbit will always always choose the fruit basket. If you put a vulture in that room, he will always choose the dead carcass. Now, if I put the vulture in the room, I didn't force the vulture to choose it. Why did he eat it? Because that was his nature. It's what he's driven for. It's what he sees and he wants. And therefore, it's what he is driven to go to. Likewise, if you put a man who is dead in his sins in a room with God and his sin, he will always choose sin. And the only way that that dead man will choose God is if God regenerates the dead man in him to be alive. Now, here's the question you all have to ask. Did that dead man want Jesus and therefore Jesus brought him to life so he could want Jesus? Or did Jesus have to draw him, bring him to life, and then he comes to him? This is where me and JD step off. But what we will point to is, at some point, the dead man came alive. Regeneration. That's the regeneration is the dead man is alive. Adam sinned against God and became spiritually dead. And we all are spiritually dead. Death entered the world, not just physically, but spiritually. And therefore, you are dead in your sins without Christ. And in order to be alive in your sins, you need Christ. So that's the it, mm. we can people will argue in there on like which one came first? Are you saved? Who cares? Like you're here and y'all arguing about there. I've said before, it's like, really imagine Jesus invites you to his house and you get there and there's a group at the front door, not going in. Cause they're discussing like, well, wait a minute. What if we go in and he throws us out? Should we check and see if there's a back door? Wait, wait, wait. You think before we go in, I should go get some soda, you know, cause he didn't say I had to bring something, but what if, what if I have to do something? Jesus said, come in and people sitting here at the entrance arguing as if you have to make any decisions on how this all works. Just come in. Just take that step of faith. That that literal step through the archway of the door is salvation. That's you are justified because you're on his property. You took that one step of faith saying, I trusted you. That's it. Sorry. What was that comment? I saw it on screen and I wanted to read yeah, it. But Romans, read 10. It. Romans 10, um, where Paul quotes Isaiah. I was found by those who did not seek me. Um and, and, and this is a beautiful, beautiful scripture because if we look at Romans 10 in its entirety, we see the, the, the love of Christ now extended to the Gentiles. The, the love of God um, has granted access to those who were not seeking after him. And what do we know? Because Gentile nations of, of the time were chasing other gods, sometimes multiple other gods. Um, you know, they were polytheists. Polytheism was a big thing. Um, back in Roman Greco times, back in the uh, early early Ephesus, we we see multiple gods as you walk in. To I mean, Mark will see this later when he gets to Ephesus, but we'll we'll see multiple images of gods. So again, these Gentiles, these Gentiles are now in. They're now in 
the business. They're in the money. <laughs> the Gentiles are now included in this grace program, which has been I mean, extended you, to us by Jesus Christ. If you even read this, look at the language. I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. Meaning, okay, so if they need to be regenerated to ask for you, and God is saying, before you even ask, I'm ready to be sought. Then it says, I am ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread Amen. out my hands all day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices. And, and you can go, you guys can go read it. It's Isaiah 65. But just yeah. wanted to bring that on screen because JD quoted it. And there's so much more in this to, that he's so quoting. Much. And again, it's. This is the thing. Look, I, again, clip. I know I'm giving y'all clickbait, but you know what? I don't think enough people have the the courage to say these things because they're scared they'll get clumped up if they even question this sovereignty thing. Here's what I'll tell you guys. I, I believe man has a choice. I can't get past the scriptures that clearly demonstrate that. However, when it comes to this about who calls first and, and predestination, I can't help but see that I played no part. I didn't even want him. I didn't, I, I didn't want him. I didn't come to him and make a better look. I look at the world and say, I didn't even make a better choice than you because I didn't choose God. Right. Because I don't even have that to boast. I can't even look at you and be like, I chose him. You didn't. No, we both didn't choose him. He saved me. Now, did I have a choice in there? Yeah. I don't think so. But does it matter to me? No. People mm. will say, so you're saying if God did predetermine people to hell and pre not predetermine people to hell, predetermine people to heaven, you would still like, I want to ask you, what's your end goal of these questions? Because if it matter, would you stop serving God if he only saved a few? Because here's the truth of it. People hear this and they want to jump up and try and put God on a, on a witness stand like he has to answer to you. But let me ask you all a question. Are any righteous? No. So if there are none righteous, what God does with us doesn't matter because we all deserve death. So if God decides to show my love, I will save a few that didn't even ask me to. People want to try and say, oh, look, God's not fair because he's choosing who goes to hell. No, we chose who goes to hell. He chose which ones to save. If that's the situation and I would not be, I have no ground to say that's unfair. If that is true, th there's people out there. And I was one of these people. Matter of fact, I'll say this. There are people that came to my channel a couple years ago when I was called a Calvinist that hated Calvinists and have since told me they stopped hating Calvinists because they went through the same journey I did. Because I came, I started my journey with Calvinism saying the most evil things about Calvinism. That's not my God. My God can't, no, that's an evil God. That's a disgusting God. At the end of the day, whether either or is true, how dare I think God has to align by my standards? And if God decided that all of you sinners are on the way to hell, but to show my grace, I'll save these ones. If if that if I had no choice in being saved, that's not unfair for God. It's unfair for me because I don't deserve to be saved. If we had no choice. Now, again, someone's going to clip it out. of. Uh, I understand that. I'm beyond it now. I'm doing much better with paying attention to people. But at the end of the day, I believe man has choice. I know God works before that and after that. I don't know where my choice comes in, but I know God gave me choice. I have placed before you life and death, 
choose. As I've said before, I believe he is called, he has put placed in how do I want to word this? God has placed the finalization down that these people will die and these people will be saved, but not on an individual level, but a group level. And I believe we have a mm. choice, but no matter what, it's inevitable that it will happen. But at the end of the day, if I didn't have a choice, I'm going to just say it regardless of how people feel about it. That's still the God I bow down to and love. That is a God of mercy yes. and grace. I am not ashamed to say that because I don't understand sovereignty. If I didn't get to make a choice, if I am really saved, even beyond my own choice, as a demonstration of look at this little weak sinner right here. Come here, Mike, stand up. Look at that this dirty sinner. Yeah, I have grace. Watch. Use me, Lord. Even against my uh, my own decisions, use me to glorify yeah. yourself. Praise your name, Lord. Absolutely. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. Bless be the name of the Lord. I'm done on my on my steps, so JD. But you know, I'm Amen. so tired of this conversation because people are scared to address this topic in fear that if they ask the question the wrong yeah. way, they're going to get lumped into a group, and people are going to say, "Oh, you're this and you're that, and I, you're disgusting, you demon," and we can't even talk about these things. Yeah, that's that's the sad part. Because let's let's look at it like this. I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna reiterate a couple of things Mark just said. If God is sovereign, if God is perfectly just, Philippians one tells us that He who started a good work in you, He will bring it to completion. Philippians one six, I believe it is. Ephesians chapter two in its entirety. Um, we look at um. Ephesians 1 13 and 14. And what does it say? You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. So if God is capable of sealing you with this Holy Spirit, of, of preserving you until the day of redemption, I've, I've, I've seen comments in you know people battling with their salvation, wondering whether or not they're saved. Let me tell you something. If you're concerned, if you're concerned about whether or not you're saved that in itself should tell you that you're saved because fear is a product of the world fear is a product of the devil the devil came to rob to kill and to destroy if you're fearful of your salvation that tells me that you are saved that generally when people come to me and they're like i'm, I'm scared uh because i've done this and this and this and I, I wonder if i'm saved then that's a good thought that's something to ponder and, and, and when we go look at Paul's words, when he says, working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, this is the trembling bit. This is where you approach the, the throne room of God with reverence for who God is. If you Amen. if you treat yourself, and, and, and I, I say to people, it's, it's, it, salvation is like a precious diamond. Because I've got it, there's nothing that can break my salvation. The diamond is strong. It's, it's, it's not going to be broken by another little piece of stone it's not going to be shattered but that doesn't mean mark doesn't go to his wife and say give me a wedding ring i just want to dip it in the mud i just want to float throw it down the toilet i'm just going to stand on it for a bit and yeah. you know i'm going to go and no one treats a diamond ring that way so the same way with your salvation just don't treat it poorly yes you're saved Yes, you're gonna be you're gonna fall short. Yes, you're still being sanctified. Yes, you are gonna have hiccups along the way. So it's it's how you respond. And this is where we get attacked because oh, so now you're selling a workspace gospel. No, 
We're saying the work that comes out of the believer is a byproduct of being regenerated by the faith you have placed in Christ and the gospel. These are these are byproducts that happen to the Christian man or woman naturally. This is not something you have control over. But again, approaching the throne room of God with reverence. I mean, that 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 books, you know, that Mike has on, on the power of prayer and 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 knowing that your prayers will be answered if you believe them by faith. This is where we as Christians have to pray for the areas we struggle in. You you don't treat it like, oh well, I struggle with this, so whatever. No. Pray, ask God to guide you in, 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 in the areas that are the worst for you. Trust me, and, and, and brothers and sisters in Christ will we'll edify you in the areas where you fall short because, uh, you know, again, I, I thank so, God for Mike because this is where we, when we have our private conversations, sometimes he'll say something um, that will be in accordance with what I've been praying for. So, yes, God still uses people to talk to you and edify you. God uses the body uh, to to edify one another, but uh, it's imperative that you understand that your regeneration is not up to you. That that's the point I'm trying to make. It's not up to you. Amen. And so, um, I want to point out a couple things that JD emphasized, and just I want to just build off this now because I feel like this is a great place to really sit at before we end it. Um, in John 15, Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And JD mentioned it. When you are regenerated, it is all about Christ that you're able to do anything. That God is making an appeal through you, as Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians. So God is working through you to demonstrate his glory to the, to the world. You are an ambassador of Christ. And the chapter that we should probably be read is Ephesians 1. And I just want to read it, all of it real quick. Because... We're talking about faith and regeneration, and I, I mentioned getting to a point, and the point is this. As we, got, as we go into the fundamental series, we have to be sure that we know what these items are before we even discuss how they apply to us. So that when we get to the part where we talk about this walk in our faith, you don't have a question about what regeneration was or what it is. You don't have a question about sanctification. We start using these words. We're hitting. This is why we're literally spending this entire episode just talking about this subject. And it's, it's going to come along for a reason. And Ephesians 1 is a chapter that descri describes our salvation. And then it rolls right into Ephesians 2, where we see Paul describing the famous passage. Everybody quotes Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, right? But this, there's a buildup to this moment. Yes, Ephesians 2 says, not of your own works. But go read Ephesians 1, all of Ephesians 1, and look at what Ephesians 1 says about two different things. We're going to read it right now together. Let's look at everything it says God does. And everything it says man does. Starting at the very beginning, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, there's one thing that he's done in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us 
in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through jesus christ according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses there's our first thing that we contributed our sins we're at verse seven and our first contribution is here, our sins. That's your contribution so far. According to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him, we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that we who were the first to hope, there's something, there's our second contribution, hoping in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. If anyone tells you something about a works-based gospel, that literally destroys everything. And unless they can somehow explain to you what any of that means, I don't know about you, but I heard three things that you contribute to your salvation, your sins, your hope, and your belief. You recognize that you're a sinner because that's what you brought originally. You have a hope that this God can save you because I can't. And you put your faith in that hope and in him. What does it say in Romans 4? That Abraham had faith in his hope. It said in hope he believed. And hope he, uh, what does exactly it say? Hold on. Yeah, amen, in man. Hope, amen. In hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. And it's talking about the people of faith. So here we have all these things that God does. God did this, God did that, God did this, God did that. And honestly, uh, most of it was prior to it even saying you hope. To those who to the for you who were the first to hope in Christ and believe. And then it goes on. And we can continue to read that. And you read it all the way up to here, Ephesians 2. And he opens it up saying, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world. So I was dead in my sins, following the course of the world. So in an image, I'm I'm a dead zombie. Y'all ever seen Walking Dead? When the whole herd be walking down the street and they just follow it in the same direction. That's the human prior to regeneration. He just following the world, dead, following his fleshly desires. I always joked to JD and said that if a man's soul could leave his body, it would be a zombie because I believe it's our soul that prevents us from following our fleshly nature. And that's why we fight with it. Like my body wants to mate when it sees a female because animals are programmed to mate. I, I, I'm hungry and I want to eat. I see food. I crave it. Cause I'm, you know what I mean? Like you take the, the soul away, the spirit away, 
And that body is li li likely to do the most heinous and disgusting things. And that's why I believe that people that reject God to the utmost that he, like we read in Romans one, when he cuts you off, you are just that flesh and you, you do the, you know, you're wild, <laughs> but yeah. um, Amen. following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So you're, you're dead. You're following the world. You're following the prince of power. You're following the spirit that's now in work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Notice Paul just pointed out body, mind, and nature. Body, mind, and nature were all consumed by the enemy. Doesn't that sound like Paul in mm -hmm. Romans 6 when he said you were a slave to sin? And then he says, mm -hmm. but, but God, not but you, but then you decided that Jesus was good enough for you. No, it says, but God, rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. So I'm dead and he makes me alive to... Bro, there's no works in here. Like we can all agree that we have no idea about how this, how the choice works. We've all decided that we've all discussed. I mean, at least JD and I have said that out loud, but let me make it very clear that you play no part in your salvation. Like you, that that's an obvious one and raised him up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places. Your salvation is secure. You're not on the way to heavenly places. It doesn't say raise us up as we await to enter into heavenly places with him. Because if God is in eternity, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, eternity is outside time. Ready for a mind blowing fact that everyone who will be in, will be in eternity with God is already there. <laughs> I just, I just hurt your brain. Let me say it again. Everyone who is saved because this is how eternity works. You want to know why it's eternal security? Because the way eternity works is that once you step into eternity, your existence is eternal. The only thing that can make that existence no longer be eternal is something that can kill something eternal. And only God can do that. Fear the one that can kill the body. But fear the, I mean, he said, do not fear the one that can kill the body and, and uh, uh, on earth. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But instead, fear the one that can kill the body and soul in hell. Remember what Jesus told you? So don't worry about the finite crap because your eternal soul belongs to God and only he can destroy that. Yeah. Seated in heavenly places. This, JD, does that blow your mind to think that in eternity, Amen, man. outside of time, I'm with Christ. Like I know that it makes your mind melt, but that's how eternity works. You can step outside of time and time becomes literally something like this that God can hold in his hand. And now I stand outside of it with him. Here's 1912, 2037, 3043. And I'm alive here, but we're outside of it. Eternal yeah. security isn't about, I go into, I mean, uh, people have treated, JD, you mentioned holding a diamond. You should, uh, I don't mean to say it like you were not a good analogy, but you know, I love analogies. What you should have said is that salvation is like receiving a diamond body. That no matter what I do, yeah. I can't break it. And it's not something I'm carrying. Man. I can't drop it. It is me now. This is me. I am a new me. And I can't change who I am now. And what God made me as is unbreakable because I have God's spirit in you, the spirit that raised Jesus from the grave. I can't break that and I can't dirty that. In fact, anyone who Praise defiles Jesus. his temple will die. Yeah. Amen. So I don't even know where I was going with all of this, but 
Ephesians 2.8 is where I was trying to get to, and we're here. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And let, don't let's not think we're going to stop here like most people. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. 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 And amen again. So the <laughs> conclusion is <laughs> the conclusion is uh, that the regenerated Christian, the regened believer, that one who has been born of God, whose heart is no longer stone, whose heart is now flesh, who has God's law written on their hearts, ultimately will give glory to God for the saving that he has done. Again, the process, the in-between process of faith and regeneration, does regeneration precede faith? Does that come first or second? Is, is if we're being intellectually honest, we cannot say unequivocally. So as, as Mark started off by saying, I don't know. And I don't think anyone truly knows. Um, They'll pretend they comes, do. Yeah, well, they can. 100% they can. Um, and, and again, this is presupposing a few things. Um, and the same thing. If we go to Romans chapter 1, we see God has made himself known to all. God has made himself known through things visible and invisible. God, there we go. There it is. Uh, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. So let's just look at that first verse there. Verse 18. So the truth is known to all of us. The truth is known to all, but it is by all. So everyone knows the truth that there is only one God. Everyone knows that there is only one God. And, to, and, and how did I get here? Because one of the commenters said that since he became a believer, uh, he notices people scoffing and mocking at God and mocking the crucifixion and the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. And he's young in his faith and he doesn't know how to defend it. Well, here's the reality. When it comes to the cross, when it comes to the, the passion of the Christ, there, there is unequivocal, unadulterated, unmanipulated evidence of the passion of the Christ that that speaks for itself. Why is Buddha's name not being used? Why is Allah's name not being used? Why is it not Krishna? Why is it not Gishnu, the, the eight-legged elephant in the sky? Because it is not relevant. It's not true. There's no need to mock something that is not true. So here we see from Romans chapter 1 that everybody knows the truth, but most people suppress the truth in By their, their unrighteousness. They suppress the truth in their unrighteousness. So why? Because they love their darkness. They love their sin. And Paul says this, putting emphasis on, again, what Jesus Christ says. Nicodemus in John chapter 3 there are those 
who do not want to step out into the light, lest their deeds are exposed, lest their sin is made evident to everyone around them. They don't want to be saved. So when we know that in Philippians chapter 2, where Paul says, every single knee will bow, every single tongue will confess, and and they will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, we are not saying this because this is what might happen. This is what will happen because they knew God, but they rejected him as God. They knew God, but they decided not to follow God. So we continue to speak truth. We continue to, to lay out the facts. Their unrighteousness suppress the truth for what can be known about God is plain to them. What is he talking about here? Everything, trees, oxygen, rain, the sunrise, the sunset, the tides are changing, the seasons are changing. Everything known about God is made clear to men because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Notice they are with out excuse you ever think about how the bible makes it clear that god's creation is the evidence of him like i mean from genesis to revelation whenever god is rebuking someone he makes it very clear he's the creator right that this is all his and you ever realize that um, human beings have been trying to create our own creation for a little bit now the metaverse like the online verse that, that we are all in right now i mean we exist in it and it's getting to the point where people are wearing the goggles and the lines are being blurred. And I just want to point it out there that I said this years ago that it almost feels like a Tower of Babel kind of thing where like humanity is trying to create their own thing and, and they're trying to come together and create this place where they want to be at, not in God's creation. You know, God told them at Babel to go out and see the world. But what if on top of all of that, think about this. If the evidence of his existence is the creation, then one of the enemy's goal to get people's eyes off the creation and look at our creation. I mean, universe is broken down from uni and verse, meaning one word. God spoke and, and the universe exists. Metaverse, meta means super and therefore super word. So it's it's one upping the universe as well, right? So they, man is creating his own thing, a universe. And because we do have that in us, God made us in his image. We want to create things. This, we, we enjoy that. Jesus was a carpenter, um, but the enemy doesn't want us to, I mean, think about the, the day and age we live in. I know that in some countries, this is not the same, but for us in America, guys, like, we prefer less green in some places. Some people don't even want to see nature. People just want to see what man has created with iPads and iPhones and MacBooks and big screens and screens everywhere and bright LEDs. And I like LEDs. They're so br- they're so bright and it's like, ooh, like, but God's creation is like I know this might sound like a little bit like people like, you know, you got those people that try to blame the devil on devil on everything. But think about it for a second of how much time we don't give God's creation anymore, because there used to be a day when we lived on it. We literally lived on it. Like, I mean, we lived off it. We lived on it. We went and got our own food out of there. Like, We don't even do that. People out there are farming. 
people are out there cultivating in God's creation and, and hurting God's creation for us to eat. And we go to a store built by man getting. So my point is, I know I'm going a little off, but JD was reading Romans one. And this is what was on my heart. Like, I just wanted to say this completely unrelated yeah. to what we're talking about, because yeah. I, I feel guilty of it myself because I don't give enough time to God's creation. I mean, because I do a ministry online and yeah, we street preach, but I'm on a screen a lot. And I felt guilty when JD was reading because JD read the words, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. And instantly I thought about how I, how I hold close to the things that we have made and not the things that he made. Yeah. And that's, that's why I just want to end it off here because I, I literally, we had a, a comment say, so uh, uh, let me just find it. Yes. She said, is it because of they didn't have the Holy spirit or, not knowing God or was them knowing God not enough uh, from a right here. But yeah, he goes right, right on here. to explain. It. Yeah. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Mm -hmm. And therefore, God gave them up in their lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and they worshipped and served. And, and, and there we go. It's it's the it's, creature it's, rather than the creator. Exactly. It's literally what we just, what I just talked about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just nail nail on the head. And that's the final nail in the coffin. So again, when it comes to how do we reconcile? How do we reconcile regeneration and faith? How do we reconcile it? And, and yes, yes, probably one of the best episodes we've had in a while where Mike and I can both tell you we don't have that here, answer. I'll answer it, JD. I'll answer it right here. Ready? <laughs> yeah. But they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. That's my answer. Don't take it however you want to take it. Faith comes by hearing. That means I had to hear it and God made sure I heard it. So no matter what I say, God is the reason I have faith. If it, whether it's he put faith in me or he put me where I need to be to hear the gospel or he put the, or he gave me the gospel, no matter what faith comes by God, because faith comes by hearing and hearing the gospel also, did Amen. you just notice this? I didn't even notice this before. But they have not obeyed the gospel. And then what is obeying the gospel? Believing what they have heard. Amen. Because Jesus said Amen. that to believe is to obey the gospel. People love to point to the Bible and say, Jesus said obedience. Yes, because obedience is to believe. He's saying, if, like, if Jesus says, believe me, and you don't believe him, that's disobeying him, right? He's God. God said, believe me. You didn't believe him. You disobeyed him. He's not talking about the commandments. He's talking about the call to salvation. You have disobeyed. Um, amen. But yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, amen. I mean, that was was a great, great, great episode. Um, and we'd like to know your thoughts. So you know, afterwards, you know, I know a lot of people have you know involved in the live chat, but leave a comment. Um, once the video is on the page, leave a leave leave a comment in the um, in the thread, 
and explain to us why, if if so, why you believe faith precedes regeneration or why regeneration precedes faith. Either way, I'd like to hear from you guys and, and your exactly. opinion on that. Um, and and we can dig into it further. But I think the the Bible ultimately speaks for itself. Um, I would like to this. ask the people in the comments in your life, do you think God acted first or or do you think there was a moment where you decided that I need to act up? Because like I said, when I look back, yeah. I can't help but say, nah, man, he was pulling. <laughs> like I can see now yeah. the things prior that I didn't notice, but now I'm looking back like, oh man, he was there. He was there. Yeah. 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 Amen. I, I, I absolutely. I think with, and I firmly believe this rather that when, especially the way God connected you and I, you, you, the similar backgrounds, the, the being a thug, being on the streets, you know, having your boys, uh, running with the, with the wrong crowds every single night. Um, and ultimately, like you say, looking back now, I have no way of denying that God was pulling me at every other avenue. There were, there were specific, you know, events that took place where I wasn't involved and people died and, and I wasn't there uh, for whatever reason. Um, and, and I decided not to go or whatever the case may be. It, you look back at it now and you're like, well, God's hand was clearly at work. God was clearly involved in, 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 in doing this. So when it comes to God's sovereignty, and and who who he is um i'm in absolute awe of of how god manages to shape the clouds the seasons send the wind where he needs to send it roll the crashing waves on every single shore across the world while still while still being actively involved in my life as an individual what is Wrap man that you are mindful of him? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hey, J so, JD, so. the things you say sometimes that just spark my heart. Again, while JD's talking, do you want to know what I got in my heart right now that, that as I hear him, listen to what JD's saying when we're not focusing on the things that don't matter to us. The less mm. we talk about what we have to do and how does it work and how did God work, the more time we can spend saying he is almighty God. He is the almighty. It sounds like something Satan would want when I'm not doing that. When I'm over here saying, hey, what do you think happened with, no, God did this first and then what we did that. And then, no, you can lose it, but you can't lose it. And you got to do this when we should just be saying God has raised the mountains from the dirt, placed the seas where they were at. Like, that's what we should be doing every day. Just like, yo, Jesus saved me. God is great. God is amazing. Not worried about, that's why I love my son's faith. Because when I listen to Corbin talk about Jesus, it reminds me of what Jesus said, a childlike faith. Corbin's not worried about your justification, your soteriology, or he's not worried about doctrine. He's like, I love Jesus because he saved me and my dad's life and my brother's life. And he's the, and he takes care of us and he watches over us. And you might say, well, that's just a child talking dumb. Exactly. That's, mm. Jesus didn't say, I need you to understand how I do it. He just said, believe yeah. me. And guess what? If yeah. I tell Corbin, I'm going to make sure everything's okay. He doesn't have to know how I'm going to do that. He just has to say, okay, dad. And I'm yeah. going to be upset if he didn't trust me. Like, trust Amen, me. Man. I got you. Don't worry. Nothing will be wrong. 
I promise you. Amen, man. Heck, my oldest son doesn't that's, even that's, realize the things we went through. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly that 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 age old saying: "Let go and let God, let go and let God, baby." Because because ultimately, I can tell you the 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 most I've grown in in my faith is is by trusting God. It's it's not by it's by trusting God when I'm reading the word. It's by trusting God when I'm in prayer. It's by trusting God with everything, my finances, my wife, my kids. You, you leave it all at the foot of a cross. And and you know, I was watching a I was watching a a, a, a one of these wildlife documentaries a while ago. And there's a, something called a red, red salmon. And what's what's crazy about this is they're 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 an ocean fish. They're an ocean fish and they're silver while they're in the ocean. But they this is also the only salmon that can be swimming up freshwater. So it 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 in in found predominantly in, in the United States, these these salmon go upstream and they change from silver to red, and their jaws change into a, a hook beak so that they can fight off other males. And why they change to red is because they are attracting females or whatever. And you look at this whole process taking place um, and, and people think that uh, a bang out of nowhere created this incredible process. And, and, and the point I'm trying to make is, is not only by the salmons coming up and you see this beautiful, the way life works and the way God has ordained things, but by the salmon coming upstream, they are now feeding the grizzly bears and the black bears. They're feeding, um, you know, multiple other mammals who are now about to, and this happens just before the winter, before the cold months. So the, the bears get to eat enough salmon so that they've got fat reserves for the whole winter. So when we look at this, and, and, and this is what I was trying to explain to a mate yesterday, is when we see how God feeds his creation, every swallow, every bird, every everything that God takes care of, um, and and we just we like we doubt that he's going to take care of us. That's 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 the point I'm trying to. Make. Amen. I know, I know Mark's Mark's dying. <laughs> so no, no, no. I don't. I don't have it. anything to say. You said something, and the immature child in me, in the back of my head, said something stupid that made me start dying in my own head of laughter. Um, I'm gonna wait till I see that you swallowed your drink. So when you said that about the bat, the bait, uh, that bass that can go, you know, they can switch things up, right? You said they're only found in America. It was almost like my conscience, completely separated of me from the peanut gallery, said, "Of course, the American fish goes both ways." And I started. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So I was over here like. <laughs> don't let it out don't let it out i was holding it deep inside just okay. pressing it down it pressing it down but anyway uh i love you guys i've got to go it uh, it was a good episode um i'm not sure you're gonna carry on on tiktok or what you're doing but uh i love you guys grace and peace remember to drop a comment after the after the fact and uh thanks for joining us and uh we love you Grace and peace to you all. I'll see you later. Mark, I'll chat to you over Ladies and gentlemen, JD. <laughs> Damn, son. D Damn, son.
All right. With that being said, though, we are at the end of the show. Uh, that means it is time to make that make that an audio, ladies and gentlemen. JD, there's a lot of things that I've said to myself that I need to make into an audio that I have not gotten around to doing. Mm, there goes the yawns. Hey, I made it through the whole episode without yawning. Now I can feel it coming. So that's a perfect time for us to end it. Uh, we're a little bit early to end, but at the same time, we started early. So you got a full episode still. Deal with it. Grow up. Uh, be happy uh, that you got what you got. But God bless, guys. We appreciate you hanging out. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, share button, like button, all that stuff that people do online uh, and pray for the ministry. If you want to help in any way, that's the way you do it. People always ask, how can we contribute prayer? Because God takes care of all um, because the people that can help in different ways, whether it be resources, skills, uh, you know, contributions, whatever it may be, God will put them in our path. We just ask that you guys pray for us and pray for the ministry that God's will be done here. Like, don't pray that Mike does good things and JD don't pray for my success or JD's success because then it becomes about us and you might not even realize you're doing it because I can pass away and JD takes over and JD can pass away. And guess what? Chris Bishop might take over or Daniel McKnight might take over because this is not just my ministry. It is our ministry because it's Jesus's ministry. All ministries belong to Jesus because Jesus didn't die on the cross so that he could be a part of our ministries. So it's one team, one fight. So all we ask is that you pray for the ministry, that his will be done um, however it needs to be done, and that we thank you for all your shares, likes, and all that stuff. You guys have been the greatest community online that I can ever imagine. And I know that everybody says that stuff, and I would have been the guy that says, yeah, it's cliche. But if everyone online has a community like we, what we have had, uh, then I get it now why people say that. Because finding a community on here is awesome and you guys are great. So I'll see y'all on TikTok. God bless. And as always, go in peace. Look, I was so enjoying talking to you guys. I didn't even cue up the music. Dum, 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 dum,